Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves. It's what our moms tell people when their computer is spatial. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. And I think this time, we say that we take questions from listeners, but I think we have a lot of questions ourselves about the Vision Pro. I think there's not a ton of sage technology advice that we, two technology experts, can impart because we don't know anything about this thing. Like, this is the single most ridiculous part of this launch. Like, beyond the fact that it's like, completely brand new type of product, you know, just casually happening in in five days. Beyond that, there's the fact that we haven't seen a single new piece of video about the Vision Pro since WWDC. Even today, Macroom has posted an article saying that Apple has a new ad, but it wasn't a new ad. It was the same one that they showed at WWDC, but until now it was just you know contained within it and now they've posted it as a standalone video but it's not new footage we still dude it's coming out in five days and we haven't had new footage in seven months what i know it's so weird because like there's so many questions and that's the thing we were saying in the pre-show like this is an exciting launch because it's not you know iphone launches are exciting but they're you know incremental at this point this is something brand new and i think that's like really part of it right when the new iphone comes out there's some exciting new things about it some new aspects action button USB-C, titanium whatever and it's exciting but this is new and the fact that we have so many questions is it's what makes it different and it makes it more exciting but also a lot more confusing yeah no, I think that's a great and and to be taking that risk for four thousand dollars basically is kind of crazy. I mean, yeah, it's it four thousand dollars is a big purchase for a MacBook, right? Like nobody's sitting there like, hmm, let me just casually take a chance on it and just see if this MacBook is going to be worth it, right? People, that's why I review them because people are like, I don't want to buy an M3 Max 16-inch MacBook Pro until I know a little bit more about it. Like, how is it going to compare? Is it going to be faster? Is it going to, you know, do X, Y, and Z? What's the battery life? We don't have any point of reference. Like, I saw, and I keep seeing tidbits, not from Apple, but from other people that make me go, oh, wait, I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. Like, on, uh, I think it was on the Verge cast, one of their reporters was talking about using Vision Pro during a demo. And she said that if you look around, you can actually outrun the foveated renderer. So she was like, if you like, if you move your eyes around a lot, you can kind of like see the pixelation and the blurry part of the screen where it's not rendering as high of a resolution. Interesting. Huh. Isn't that weird? Like, I didn't even... That never occurred to me. Yeah, there's like... I don't know, that's the thing. There's so many things like that. You're talking about just like literally moving... Not moving your head, but moving your eyeballs. Right, yeah, because it uses... Like, the pupil tracking for looking at stuff is how the foveated renderer focuses what 
needs to be rendered. Right. But if you go too fast, it can't keep up. And you're like looking at uh, like the peripheral vision with your like center view. That's like, that's really interesting. Like that's something I wouldn't think about. I feel like there's going to be so many like little interactions with like, you know, whether it's the gestures that you control it with or things like uh, moving. Um, okay. You know, what was interesting. I saw uh, on, on Twitter, someone posted, they tried to use like a quest, an Oculus quest or meta quest, I guess on a plane. Did you see this? And like, they were yes. using it on the plane and it had the screen in front of them. And as soon as the plane started taking off, the screen mm-hmm. would like shrink to be super tiny because I guess it was anchored. It was like, you know, the acceleration that the headset picked up was saying like, oh, you're moving. I better make the screen smaller. But actually, you don't want that. And I know yeah. I read somewhere that Apple Vision Pro has some like airplane mode or like moving mode that like deals with that. But I wouldn't have even thought about that. Right. Because from your frame of yeah. reference, you're not moving. Because you're in there, so you're like, why would my headset exactly. be moving at all? Exactly, right? Yeah. There's so many things like that that you just wouldn't even think about. That one they actually talked about at the keynote. They talked about specifically uh, calibrating it for use on airplanes, where they, because like when 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 an airplane is banking, that would probably register as a movement on a traditional like. When you're doing head tracking and eye tracking and stuff like that, yeah, that would definitely, like, I think it would probably make you pretty dizzy if your screen Mm. is, like, moving ever so slightly. So, and they've said from the start, like, apparently they have created some algorithm that keeps things anchored on a plane. So that I have to test out. Oh, I just I I was thinking about maybe you could test it out, but you're not going to have So Noah's coming into town to visit cuz he's not getting Vision Pro until what is it the 6th? Yeah. So Noah's going to come to LA when Sam and I get our headsets earlier and do our reviews of them. And I think we're all just going to be freaking out and fanboying for like a while and it's a good thing and uh you won't have to worry about you know oh me and sam are in the vision pro but you're left out because he bought three wait wait, sam bought three yes i knew he was buying two i didn't realize he was buying three yeah he bought three he bought three yeah i don't know why god He's he has some master plan. Are we allowed to? Because I know what what two of them are for, and I and I guess I won't say. But like, no, I, I don't think we're the discussing. There's, okay, the I don't know. Maybe I, Sam I don't know, even man. Know. He just. He I just, don't think he knows. I don't think anyone knows. Oh my god, three. Yeah, kind of kind of crazy, Jeez. but the long and the short of it is, you will be able to try out Vision Pro plenty of times without just, you know, sticking on one of ours. The only thing would be the prescription. Yeah, that's unfortunate because my lenses are coming on the second, but I'll already be in L.A. By yeah, then. that is true. So we'll, we'll have to figure well, it out. Well, 
Well, we'll we'll make it work. We'll we'll yeah. figure it. We'll figure out a solution. But the there's like this there's this massive laundry list of things that I don't know. I should really start writing them down. You know, things that I want to test on Vision Pro because yeah. I, it, there's so many questions. Now it seems like we're gonna start to get some answers pretty soon. The word on the street is the early reviews should be dropping on Tuesday. Yeah, that, I think I heard something like that. Still kind of – I guess that's pretty typical for like – for Apple like a few days before is when they release it. But I feel like especially – I think that's part of why it's so mysterious is like mm-hmm. this thing is so brand new and we haven't heard anyone else talk about it like on video. Obviously, we've heard like people who have tried it out and told us their experiences. But like people who actually have it in their studios on right. their sets doing their own testing, we haven't gotten any of that yet. Yeah, no, and, like, the only thing that we've gotten of any significance after WWDC is there's the, I guess, the Vision OS simulators came out, so Mm -hmm. you can kind of see, like, how it'll work, but not actually how it looks. We still don't know that. And the, the press photos that we got, like, a week ago or whatever it was, it was literally just, like, everyone just doing this. Yeah. You know, they just with and did you see the thing about how they were hiding the wire? I think we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it last time. Like crazy to me that that is the only thing that we've seen is a a couple of hand-picked reviewers, some of whom were flown out to California round trip in a single day. Like I spoke to one person who from elsewhere in the US flew to California, flew to LA, went to this Apple demo, had their like 30 minute session, went back to the airport and flew home same day. Jeez, that's kind of brutal. Yeah. But that's how like weird and like clandestine Apple is being about this. It's really strange. Yeah. And I guess it's like, yeah, we have to wait until Tuesday to get any of that information and then the thing's launching on friday it's like yeah. such short notice have you also seen that people are flipping vision pro maybe sam should flip one of his vision pros i heard that people have you seen were this? like they were like listing them on ebay before the pre-orders and they had like bots that were gonna do all the pre-orders for them yeah they were crazy like crazy prices and they're still going. Like, I'm pretty sure... Here, look. Let's let's pull it up here. Because this is honestly, like... I can't even fathom why this is happening. And I'm looking at sold listings, okay? Because I, I don't care about the... You know, whatever people are listing it for. Yeah. I mean, it seems like somehow... What is that? Yeah, that's today. Somebody paid four grand for the base one. Jeez. And... I think a lot of this is the international. People are willing to pay a premium. Mm. Oh, wow. This one, I guarantee that this person relisted. 3300 for the one terabyte, less than list price. Yeah, that's not happening. A lot of these were auctions. Oh, God. A case? That looks awful. <laughs> Dude, look at the thing below that. $6,000. Oh jeez. What? Plus 50 bu- 50 bucks for shipping. Yeah, you got to get the shipping. 
Somebody paid yeah, there's five grand for a terabyte. That's crazy. Also, confirm people are flipping the battery holder. Good grief. Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah, that's that's where we are. Like and and you know, sharing here, they're like, why on earth would you buy at those prices? There's one in the UK for ten thousand pounds. What why? Well, it's it's pretty simple. It's only available in the US and even within the US, they literally like y- you can't even get it shipped. If you don't live near an Apple store, you can't get it until mid-March. Mm. Yeah, that's like that that's pretty rough. I can see why people would do that but i almost wonder if it would be cheaper to fly to the u.s go to an apple store pick it up and fly home if you're paying six thousand dollars for one maybe you just make a little trip out of it you know you know that's a good point that's a good point i feel like that would be more fun than just getting ripped off (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) although i guess you know maybe they don't want to come to the u.s they're like uh I like my health care. Eh, yeah, maybe. Eh, who needs it? <laughs> Not me. Dude, I'm I'm going to be off. I'm going to have to be getting my own health care in like 11 months. I'm not excited for that. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be fun. Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> Yay, no benefits to my job. Yay, it's all just, I just have to pay out of pocket for healthcare and the richest country on earth where I pay a ton of taxes. But at least you get Vision Pro on launch day. That's what makes You're it all dang worth it. right. It's all worth it, baby. I got Vision Pro. I can sit there. I can, look, I don't even need the health insurance, right? I, I, I could just download like the Vision Pro app and mm. I'll just scan and I'll say, oh, my spleen ruptured. Never matter. I'll just and then it'll have like a tutorial. I'll just get a scalpel off of Amazon and I'll just operate on myself. Yeah, that was one of the things, right? They're like for like training doctors or whatever, you know, in VR. Yeah. And then you just but but it's not training. It's just for real. Exactly. That was like the thing that Meta. Remember those ads that Meta was running? Yeah. In fact, can we just talk about that for a second? About how Meta literally made their entire company about the metaverse and they failed so spectacularly hard. I can't, it's unbelievable how bad the whole Meta thing went. Yeah, and I'm so curious to see like what, like Vision Pro entering the scene, like what that does. Because I feel like obviously there's overlap. But there's differences. Vision Pro is not going to have the metaverse. I don't think people really want that, but, like, it's not going to have that. But it's going to have – there were some recent ads uh, from Meta about, like, the the VR stuff. And I think they were focusing on, like, businesses. And they were showing, like, you know, the, the, um, the thing where, like, people can have meetings. And it's, like, all the avatars sitting at a virtual table. And they're having, like, a business meeting or whatever. Vision Pro yeah. does that with FaceTime theoretically, but I would argue and it's probably better. better. 
Yeah, because who wants to be sitting around in like the 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 Wii screen looking at a bunch of me's? Like yeah, exactly. if you're if you're doing an actual business meeting, that's absurd. Yeah. Like just no, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, it looks. I mean, it looks silly. It looks like a. It looks like a video cartoon, game, which is which is fine for the metaverse, but but maybe less so for businesses. But I don't even think it was fine for the metaverse because nobody wanted that either. Like, yeah. look at this ad. Okay, this was the ad that they were running for a hundred and fifty years. It seems seven point two million views, but a thousand likes. So this this is their ad that they were running as a pre roll. That's why it has that imbalanced thing but they spent a lot of money seven million views and like this this whole thing makes no sense like the way that that uh, what 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 am i even looking at here this whole like oh there's gonna be a surgeon and she's gonna be looking at a heart and oh and also students are gonna be in ancient rome but it's completely 100 percent photo real and they're not even wearing a headset in that but yeah, that's what that's what the metaverse is going to be. Maybe eventually one day. None of this technology exists right now, but we're advertising based on non-existent pipe dream technology. Nice. Yeah, I will say at least like Vision Pro. I feel like you know we have a lot of questions about what we're going to do with it. Like 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 what's it going to be useful for? You know, there, there's a lot of open questions, but at least like in the footage that they've shown and the advertisements and stuff, it's, like, pretty clear. Like, they're showing people, you know, in, like, living spaces using this thing, and they're showing what the actual software looks like. Obviously, you know, they're not capturing a Vision Pro. It's, you know, they're overlaying the stuff, but that's what the actual software is going to look like and the actual features that it's going to have. So at least we have, like, you know, some kind of an idea of what it's actually going to be like to, to have a Vision Pro. Yeah. No, that's a very good point. That's a good point. I So, here's the thing. And I and I wanted to correct the record. Because last week we were talking about a lot of the things that we were nervous about, and I think some people got the chance, got the impression that that we were like poo-pooing Vision Pro. Mm-hmm. And I I want to at least from my perspective, and I'm pretty sure no you're on the same page. Not true. I am more excited for this than I have been for any Apple product launch, probably since the Apple Silicon transition, I would say. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like, it's it's so exciting. It's, it's a new, like, product category. You know, it's like the iPhone, the Apple Watch, the iPad, whatever, the Vision Pro. And I feel like even beyond that, like, this goes even further, right? It's a new product category, which is already exciting enough. But I feel like for the Vision Pro and the like idea of spatial computing, that's still a pretty new thing, right? I feel like the the last major product category that we that we got was the Apple Watch, right? There was maybe some accessories, whatever, but let's say the Apple Watch was the last like major product category, and that was very exciting. And I love my Apple Watch, but like that, you know, there there were smartwatches right. already. It was like pretty clear what it was going to do overall, and of course there are VR headsets and AR headsets and whatever right now, but I still feel like this space is a lot less developed and the stuff that mm-hmm. Apple is doing is so much further or they're at least positioning it as being so much further than what exists today 
that it's like not only a new product category but it's like so it's like far it's farther removed from like what we're used to and that makes it so much more exciting so i'm extremely excited about it yeah no i think that's a good point and i've just started to see like i've started seeing some like uh I'm trying to, here we go. I found the video I was looking for that I wanted to show you. So let me share this tab here. People are starting to come up with like the concepts of what they want to do with Vision Pro. Now, granted, like Meta, this is a hypothetical, like this is a concept. But instead of just being vague CG, you know, whatever nonsense, this one I saw and I was like, oh, that's awesome. That is phenomenally awesome, and it seems like something that could actually be possible, which is why I'm so excited for third parties to get their hands on this thing. So this is the uh, the video I saw on Twitter, and basically this guy came up with this concept for a like a 3D. Oh, this kind of goes back in time here, but he has like this this spatial Formula One idea. Let me skip ahead a little bit here and I can show you the, uh, here we go. So basically what he wants to do is instead of just like popping the windows out, which is what a lot of Vision Pro apps are, he's like, well, what if we had this 3D object, which we have seen in other Vision Pro applications, they showed it at WWDC. So like, let's get this rich data 3D map of the track with live like almost almost like monopoly pieces of the cars going around the track like dude and this guy like apparently is like he had he had a similar concept that won like some award from f1 i don't know i i got the sense that they do actually want to make this but could you imagine like i don't even watch formula one but i would absolutely watch a race if i could see this 100 percent yeah, I feel like this, and I did see this, or at least a little bit of this, is like, it's such an, it's a cool idea, and it's, and these are the kind of things that make me excited about Vision Pro, um, and be, because the main thing about Vision Pro that that worries me, and again, you know, I'm very excited about it, but but one thing that I'm thinking about or worried about or whatever is that a lot of the stuff we've seen from Vision Pro has been uh, applications running in a window. And the window right. just happens to be, you know, floating in space in front of you instead of being, you know, a window on a screen on your on your monitor, right? A lot of apps have mm -hmm. been like that. And that was the thing that, like, as much as it's cool to have these big windows that are floating in front of you, I feel like it doesn't – like, I could, I could do the same thing on my, on my Mac. Something like right. this – is different. The fact that you can like get up close, you can you can physically move your head, get up close into it, look around, see the stuff that's happening, and it's really like out in front of you and not just, you know, in a two-dimensional window that's floating in space. These are the things that I'm really excited about. So I think this is like a really really cool example. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. Like I I am also a little bit concerned about the fact that so far most things like you said it's just windows i could do that on my mac right i could have i have dual monitors here i could put up all the windows i want 
Um, and so it's like, damn you! Bless you. See, normal podcasts would be able to edit that out, but we can't do that because we're we're real. That's the first sneeze on dark mode. I think. I. I feel like that can't be true, but I can't think of a counterexample. Exactly. Nobody can. No. If if somebody can point out episode and timestamp, one, I will be very impressed. Two, I will be very concerned. And three, I will be wrong. So there you go. That's three. There things. we go. Ethan. Ethan put up a sneeze counter. So that's our lifetime of dark mode sneeze counter. We're at one. That's pretty impressive, actually. I, I'm I'm still not sure about this one. I I feel like I feel like someone has sneezed before, and we just we just didn't notice it. How do you not notice a sneeze? There's only two of us. Or like you know, like someone sneezed. I'm sure the other person said "bless you," and then you know we kind of we didn't derail the entire episode just to talk about you know sneezing. You know what, you know what I mean? Fair. That's a fair point. You know what? I'll could allow be. it. It could be. So let me ask you a question, Noah, because I don't know mm-hmm. if we've actually talked about this. Based on everything that we know about Vision Pro, what is what is the one thing that you're most excited to do with it? I feel like the 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 one thing has to be like media consumption, movies and and TV shows, I guess. I think that's the most compelling because again, you know, like I said, I want those things that are more than just like a window floating in space. And I feel like if you can get a virtual movie theater, that's something that you can't like, yeah, you can have a monitor and have a movie playing in full screen. But like if you're really getting a virtual movie theater experience, that's something that you can't just get from a window floating in space. So I feel like that on an airplane, especially or like a place where I don't have a TV, especially that's I think the thing I'm looking I'm looking forward to. That's a very good point. I enjoyed watching that little Noah movie there, and I can't wait to watch it on Vision Pro because I think you're right, but I don't think you're going to continue to be right. Hmm. So I agree with you. I think having the virtual movie theater is the number one most exciting thing for me right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to stay that way because I think we're going to find so much more cool stuff to do later down the road. And I'm not I'm talking like this might be Vision Pro 2, 3, 4. This could be years away. But there will come a time where we're going to go back and say remember when all you could do on Vision Pro was watch movies and look at windows? No, That's gonna I be completely a thing. agree. I completely agree and I feel like it's like that like it's like the Apple Watch, like the original Apple Watch. If you think about some of the features they were talking about, like digital touch and like the heartbeat thing or like, you know, the notifications. We still have notifications, but like they made a much bigger deal out of like notifications on your wrist back then. There were a lot of things like you can think about any like any, uh, you know, like like when the iPad launched and most of the apps were iPhone apps and you could hit the little button and it would blow up into a big screen but there was still an iPhone app just running on a really big screen the the iPhone or whatever you can think about so many things and i completely agree with you i think True. that the the movie theater experience i think it will stay as one of the like 
core features or like one of the features that people use Vision Pro for, but I do think that there are a lot of things that we haven't thought about yet that, that will become popular, and I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, dude. No, it's the more I think about it, the more that both of us talk about it, the more I keep thinking about it, and then it's like this reinforcing thing of like, wow, this is really happening. Mm-hmm. It's kind know, of like, insane. On Friday, we're gonna like have yeah. these things. It's not just like a thing that we're. It's not just like a hypothetical that we're that we're you know talking about. It's gonna be like an actual thing that we have. It's kind of crazy. And it's still like. I still am in this mindset of like not really expecting it to be happening this soon. Mm -hmm. Like for whatever reason, I was just not, it just didn't compute in my mind last, last WWDC when they said early 2024, immediately I was like, May, Mm -hmm. May freaking 30th is when this thing is going to come out. So, like, when in December, when Mark Gurman was like, it's going to happen soon, guys. I was like, yeah, okay, maybe March, maybe, maybe late February, if we're, like, insane. And then now, all of a sudden, it's happening, like, five days from now. And I'm like, are we sure about that? Are you sure about that? That's why? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, like, le- less less than a week will will have it and i i think the reason why it's so uh hard to believe is just the fact that there's been like such little like there's the fact that we still have so many questions i feel like i'm waiting for the next keynote where they're gonna explain they're gonna like answer everything for us but like that's not happening we're just getting it yeah yeah no and that's that is, I think, one of the strangest things about this. Like, why, why are we just like, oh yeah, hey, it's available. It's available in like two weeks. Enjoy it. No new footage. No new ads. What? Yeah, yeah, I know. And then like, and then when it becomes available, and we find out a little bit more about it, like we found out some details from the store pages and stuff, but like, we didn't know that there were multiple capacities, like multiple storage sizes, until. 5 a.m. Pacific time on that Friday when we went to pre-order it, or most of us went to pre-order it. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, weird, weird launch. And then, um, oh, the other thing that we should definitely talk about, which is is probably the biggest threat to Vision Pro. Netflix, YouTube, Spotify. We talked about that, but now we have more clarification where Netflix said that Vision Pro is subscale and it's not worth rewriting APIs or whatever they said they had to mm-hmm. do to get an app to work. And that's the biggest threat. That is the biggest threat to Vision Pro is unlike the iPhone, unlike the iPad, and unlike the Apple Watch, it doesn't have this broader appeal right at launch which means by definition, it has this very, very small user base. Now that's probably, hopefully not gonna be true all the time. And I think a company like Apple is probably pretty well equipped to be able to withstand, like 
they're going to keep pushing this thing and they're they're going to stick with it until it becomes more widely adopted. If it was another co- if it was Google, I would be like, dude, no way this thing is going to make it. If yeah. these same headlines were about a Google product, I was like, they're canning it within weeks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it's it is it is like yeah, it, it, I think this is going to be a rough a rough one for early adopters, maybe even more so than some of the other products, you know, the original Apple Watch, the original iPhone, original iPad. I feel like those all had their problems, like for early adopters. The original Apple Watch, fully reliant on the iPhone and very slow. The original mm-hmm. iPad did not have a lot of apps that were optimized for it. So you're using a lot of, you know, iPhone apps blown up really big. The original iPhone didn't have an app store, so you had to do everything through Safari, etc., etc. So all all these products have you know have uh you know challenges for for early adopters and i vision pro is not going to be any different it might even mm-hmm. be more challenging than some of those other products but i definitely agree i'm very curious to see how well the workarounds work so for example netflix and, and youtube whatever they say just use safari go to netflix.com and safari and, and watch it there if i do that can i still get that full movie theater experience that i would get if i were using native like apple tv plus if i can i think that's okay Um, i mean there should be an app i want to be able to download stuff but it's not a deal breaker if i do Mm -hmm. it and and the video lives in the little safari window and i and it's just stuck in there that's no good that's that's a deal breaker right there that's a good point that's a good point dude and there's something else i just thought about too like, mm-hmm. okay, you brought up the, the iPad example and the Apple Watch and the iPhone and how those were a little different. Mm-hmm. But think of it this way. When the iPad launched, it was actually not dissimilar from this in that when the iPad came out, they knew that they needed apps for it. So they, they had that mode where you could use the iPhone app with the 2X button and zoom it in. And it looked atrocious. I mean, it, it already had bezels the width of Kansas on the first gen iPad. Yeah. So with iPhone apps running in it, it looked terrible, but they were able to say 500,000 apps available at launch because they just, you know, automatically ported all the other apps over. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're seeing now. But what happened with the iPad is an interesting case study because the first four or five years of the iPad, iPad 1, 2, 3, 4, Air, mini you know those early ipads people like just wanted them everyone wanted the ipad it had this mass appeal where people were willing to buy it even though let's be honest the original ipad was just a big ipod touch that was good for reading books and it was five hundred dollars okay even ipad two three four air the functionality was catching up to the device but people's excitement was powerful enough that they were like, oh, yeah, we want this. But what happened to the iPad after that? What happened to the iPad right now? The hardware caught up and exceeded the software. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many applications. There, there's not this growing user base for the iPad anymore. And so even though Apple, obviously, they're not going to abandon it. They're not going to say, ah, we're killing the iPad. But that is actually something that could happen with Vision Pro. 
it could end up, you know, Vision OS could be the next iPad OS, right? It's not quite Mac OS enough to be like totally usable as like a computer replacement, which is what the iPad is trying to do. A little nervous. Yeah, that that's definitely a good point, especially like, yeah, I feel like, you know, with Vision OS is interesting the way that you the ways that you can like interact with it right so you can primarily you use your hands and you do like gestures and you do whatever things where your hands in your lap and you're moving it around but you can also do that for typing but apparently that's not very good so you want to connect a keyboard to it but i feel like it's going to be like um like the apple tv like like i i don't think this is true anymore but originally for the apple tv every app had to work with the apple tv remote which included games. Mm. So, like, a lot of the games were forced to work with the Apple TV remote, which is very much not a game controller. And so for no. some games, like, if you're playing Flappy Bird, sure, you could play Flappy Bird with an Apple TV remote, but yeah. most games you can't. And I think Apple relaxed that. But I still wonder if with the Vision Pro, it's going to be one of those things where they're like, you know, you have to control it primarily with your hands and if there are some things where that's not good for can you i know you can pair a keyboard can you pair a mouse and have a cursor floating in space how would that work with three dimensions anyways and Hmm. i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of questions but i could definitely see you know an an ipad style situation that's a good point i didn't think about that the input could be a limitation right because like like the keyboard that makes total sense and we've heard kind of mixed reports i heard from some sources that the uh the keyboard was just unusable and other Mm. people said it's fine you know it'll do the trick right i i envision it being like using the landscape ipad keyboard Mm. not something that i would do regularly like i'm not going to script a video on it but if i need to like google something it'll do the trick so hopefully, you know, using a Bluetooth keyboard, boom, absolutely just 100% going to fix that right away. I'm, I'm going to be pairing it immediately. Yeah. But that's a good point about the mouse. I think the mouse, the problem is your pupils are the pointer. It's a foveated renderer. And so having a mouse cursor would mean that your cursor c- could go somewhere that you're not looking, which I guess is possible, but... It does seem a little difficult for them to implement full functionality like that. It's kind of like trying to make macOS stuff on a touchscreen, like Final Cut Pro. Although, wait, you can look at your Mac screen, so a mouse has to work for that. That's true. I wonder if the mouse would be paired to the Vision Pro or if it would just be paired to the Mac and it's just mirroring the screen. I'm not sure how that'll work. That's true. That's true. It probably would be paired to the Mac. And so would the keyboard in that case, because you would just be Mm -hmm. extending the Mac. The other thing I noticed about that, by the way, is that the Mac display turns off. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because a part of me was kind of like, wouldn't it be? I think it would be more useful if you could use Vision Pro in addition to the Mac screen. Although you would be looking at the Mac screen through another screen. So I guess maybe that's a little weird. 
But it would be kind of cool if you could have your actual Mac desktop and then Vision Pro virtual desktop anchored to it like an additional monitor. Mm-hmm. That could be sick. Yeah, that would that would definitely be cool. I just, yeah, I don't know. I could see, you know, the inputs, gestures, and, and control is like one thing. But even, uh, you know, I, I feel like we're talking about the iPad problem. We're saying could Vision, Vision Pro have an iPad problem? And I feel like right. one of the big iPad problems for me is like anything that I can do with an iPad – I could do with an iPhone or a Mac. And, you know, there are some things where the iPad's a bit better, but a lot of the things could be just as fine on either one. And so I feel like the Vision Pro could be, for a lot of things, it could be in that case where it's like, I could open up my laptop and go browse to a, to a website, or I could strap the Vision Pro onto my head and, you know, sit with this heavy thing on my head and you know have these screens right in front of my eyes blasting into my eyes and then do the thing you know in safari or whatever i feel like there are a lot of cases where you could do something on the vision pro maybe it would even be a little bit better but you're like do i even do i bother doing all of that in the same way do i bother going and getting my ipad if i you know if my mac is near me or my phone's in my pocket it could be something like mm-hmm. that as well yeah that's true that's a good point. Oh, man. This is, dude, this is why this launch is unlike anything ever. Because we're sitting here, we could go on for five hours just yeah. wondering about yeah. how things are going to work. Because we just had, there's just no, part of it is that, like, obviously Apple can't explain everything. That's fair. But part of it is that this is just so new and so relatively unexplained. I a part of me does wonder like how you know as a creator how is my content going to do because obviously this is out of my niche there there is no niche for Apple Vision Pro so I can't tell if my content is going to be viewed more than usual because this is a new product that let's be honest is priced such that a smaller number of people are going to have it and maybe there's more interest in, you know, it's not going to be like the iPhone where every YouTuber is showing camera comparisons and battery life tests. This could be like totally new stuff. But then on the other hand, it could be, you know, well, I'm not going to buy that, so I'm not going to watch this video. Maybe my views are going to be lower. It's very strange. Yeah. It's just, it's just a lot of, of unknowns. And I think it'll be funny, like, once we actually do know all of the stuff, once we have Vision Pro and we've used it for a bit and we know more, and especially, let's say, a couple years from now when there's, you know, Vision Pro 3 or 4 or whatever and, and, mm-hmm. and it's much more developed and whatever, I think it'll be funny to look back at some of these things. I feel like a lot of these things that we're saying may be legitimate like concerns with the first iteration of vision pro but i feel like a lot of them will be resolved you know given a few iterations or maybe even a little bit longer than that so i do think it Mm -hmm. will be kind of funny to like look back at this in the future and see all these concerns and be like wow remember when we had to like think about that like it's so obvious you know how they fixed it or or it's like you know it's not even a concern anymore but like we're, right. we're right at the beginning. We're, we're at the, yeah. the precipice right now. 
And I think the best example of that, about that hindsight, like, oh, look how foolish we were, is, uh, I don't know if you saw my, my latest video, I kind of talked about like 2024 tech. And we can get into some of the other stuff like the AI pin and mm -hmm. the Rabbit R1. A lot of this new type of tech that we're getting this year. And it's, it's really, really interesting. But one of the things that I pointed out is as obviously with any new technology, there's a lot of skeptics. When the iPhone came out, I, I had some uh, some comments that I dredged up from an old Engadget uh, and Reddit articles from way back after in like January 2007. And the one that really stood out to me was this one guy being like, you can't have a, a touch screen for dialing phone numbers, Steve. That's not gonna work. People don't want that to dial a phone number. It's not as good. This is not going to work because you can't dial a phone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, think about it from today's perspective. Why, why would anyone care about dialing a phone? Because what the iPhone did was it wasn't, oh, my phone dials better than that phone. So that phone's worse. It was, why are you dialing a phone number, you idiot? There's, there's an app for that. You can put Twitter on your phone. You can like have TikTok and and iMessage and FaceTime like all of these things which by the way did not exist at launch for the iPhone but they have since come out and it's like oh the original iPhone was not about features it was about a concept and that's what Vision Pro is too we can poke lots and lots of holes in it because it's a first gen product and there's going to be holes and we're going to poke them. But the fundamentals of this product are you don't need a pointing device. Just look at it. You don't need a tool, just a hand. You don't need a screen with borders. You just need a space. That is the foundation for Vision Pro. So the battery life the weight, the lack of app support, that is almost inconsequential right now, in my opinion. That's a good point. And, you know, people are going to say, yeah, but it's, you know, $3,500 plus tax, whatever, like blah, 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 blah. It's not inconsequential. And like, yeah, it, in, in the short term, it's not. In the long term, it is. It is, you know, the long term, it's the vision is the thing that matters. No pun intended. The long term, mm -hmm. and, and that's what we're interested in is the long term. So, yes, all these problems that we're talking about with this first one, I think I, I think the real question is, like, you know, these, these fundamentals, the things that you just said, uh, do they work? And that's what we can find out with the first gen product, even if it's not perfect. We can get a feel for like, did they are they going in the right direction? Did they make the right core assumptions? And as long as they did that, then the things like the battery life and the weight, those are going to improve. Like there's mm -hmm. a 100% chance that those are going to improve given time and iteration. That's that's not the question. The question, you know, like you said, is are the fundamentals right? Because that's 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 the most important part for for the long term exactly and that and that's part of why i think there's a bit of a difference between vision pro and humane and the the rabbit r1 which 
I, I have a bunch of thoughts. I definitely want to hear your thoughts on, like, how would you compare the vision of Vision Pro versus AI Pin versus Rabbit R1? It's a great question. Actually, real quick, there was a super chat related to Vision Pro. We might want to very hit true that before we before we change topics. That is a very good idea. And we're still kind of in the same topic, but yeah, expanding a in a comparative bit. way. Yeah. So we did have this super chat. Hey guys, any idea how we're going to show the setup process of Vision Pro on video? This is another good idea. Another good point about like the oh, didn't think about that. Also, I use an iPhone 15 PM to record YouTube videos. Do you guys think the Vision Pro will be able to record 2D vids to replace the iPhone for me? That's an interesting one. I haven't really thought about using Vision Pro as a camera. I think it's going to be impractical to use because I don't really know how you would tripod mount it. Uh, I guess if you're doing POV videos, you could use it for that. Maybe I will use it. Maybe I will shoot POV content on Vision Pro. Lots of, oh, I didn't even think about that. That could be interesting, like an unboxing or like a using some product or whatever. Yeah. That could be a really interesting way to get that footage that I feel like, like, like you would, you wouldn't like strap a camera to yourself if you're filming like a, like, like something like that. But like now maybe you can, I don't know. It could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, and I do, I have done lots of POV videos on my car channel. Um, mm. I don't think it would be legal for me to use Vision <laughs> Pro for that. Yeah. But maybe someday when they actually are transparent or something. Ah, interesting question. I don't know if, I mean, I guess to answer your question there, Super Chat, uh, if you're doing POV indoor videos, <laughs> Honestly, probably, yeah, you could. It seems like the cameras are very high quality. As for the, how are we going to show the setup process of Vision Pro and video? Uh, not sure that's gonna be doable. I think we're maybe gonna have to just stick a camera up the lens, like just, just try to film in one of the eye holes, but oh shoot, but it's foveated. Dude, I don't know. I really hope that they have a robust screen recording function because otherwise I'm screwed. Yeah, because I know they mentioned about, like, there being a way to record the screen, but during the setup process, like, before you're actually in the OS, you know, will it be... Does this thing have a USB-C port on it? Or no, because it's just the, the battery is, like, its own connector. Yes, and that was another concern that I have, because I think having the ability... If it had a port and it could be used to you know, plug into a PC and run a special app that someone could make that would allow it to work as a normal VR headset, I would have absolutely loved that because I've played some VR games in the past and I never liked any other headset. Never really got into it. But Vision Pro seems like something where I could actually have a good experience. But as you mentioned, the only connect connection is the battery, which by the way is not hot swappable. Oh, yeah, I think I did hear about that. What does that mean? You have to shut down the Vision Pro in order to swap the battery? Yeah. That's crazy. Insane, dude. That's, like, yeah. that's that's not great. Yeah, that, that, really, that is really rough. Uh, but, again, if we go back to our question of vision, 
right? All of these details, not that they're not important, but they're not what makes Vision Pro as a concept. So what I'm curious about is if we apply that same logic to the Humane AI pin and the Rabbit R1, do you see that same sort of clarity and promise or do you think that they're weaker in their intention? I think, okay, so I watched the, the, the Rabbit R1, I watched their full, like, whatever it was, like 25, 30 minute video. I, I saw, They posted on Twitter, so I watched it there. Yeah. And the thing that 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 was weird for me and it seemed like some people agreed with them but their whole pitch was like we have too many apps and the apps don't work with each other they don't work well together let's get rid of all the apps and just have like one thing that does everything for you that that seemed to me to be their mm-hmm. their thesis statement or their hypothesis or whatever and i don't really have first of all i don't really have a problem with having a bunch of different apps i feel like Mm. you know there are a lot of different things that you do and it's fine if they're separate because like logically you know like booking a plane ticket and ordering takeout are two very distinct things if i have to go to two different places for that not only am i fine with that but i feel like it makes sense so that's the one thing is I don't have a problem with, you know, too many apps. And then the other thing is, okay, there's one entry point, but functionally these are all different apps, right, still. Like if you say – if you tell this rabbit that you want a a, a ride share to go somewhere, it's going to talk to Uber or Lyft or whatever. It's going to be presented through one Mm -hmm. single, you know, rabbit R1 interface, but it's still – talking to these different services so presumably you still need to have an uber or lyft account and you have to link it i think they even showed this that you have to link the account to your rabbit and you know put the payment in like uber has to have your your payment details and and your your address maybe whatever it is so i feel like it doesn't it 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 sort of um hides or obfuscates you know the fact that there's a lot of apps but at the end of the day they're still kind of are a lot of apps that's the thing that that i find weird yeah about it. i think that's a great point that that basically summarizes exactly my concern on it i think it's a cool product i like it as an idea and personally i think it's probably a better product than the humane pin for mm. reasons that we can touch on in a second but yeah. that is absolutely correct it is an ai that's running the apps for you There's a couple of concerns that I have with that. And again, this could be be nitty-gritty little first-gen product things, like what we were saying with battery swapping with the Vision Pro. Or this could be bigger systemic issues. I'm not really sure yet. I suspect they might be a little bit more systemic. So here's, here's a couple of my concerns. Number one, what if I'm out and about, I've got my rabbit, and I need a new app? Or I have it, or it's something that I haven't signed into, because you you have to do that online on a portal. Mm. So either I have another phone, which allows me to do it, which is pointless, because like why am I gonna have my rabbit be like, oh man, I don't have Lyft on here. Pull out my phone, log in on the website, install and sign into Lyft. Like at that point, I just use Lyft on my phone. So that's a bit odd. Another thing, what if 
you mentioned booking a flight. I don't particularly see the rabbit as being at all useful for that. At all. Because what do you need to do when you book a flight? You're like, oh, well, which times? Where's the seat? Which, where am I going to sit in the plane? What row? You know, am I going to upgrade? Like, what? Am I using miles to book it? Am I purchasing with dollars? It's not a, it's not something that you can just say like, book a flight to St. Louis in two days. Like, you need to look and think and like, you can't just have a personal assistant that just does it all magically. Like there's some things where it's like, yes, you can say book a ride to this address, sure. As an Uber replacement, I get that. As a text message assistant, it's kind of just a dictation device, but sure. But there's some things that you just can't do in that way. Same with AI pin, same problem. You just you can't book a plane you can't book a plane ticket by poking your shirt. You just can't. Yeah, and like even if you could, let's say hypothetically, you could go in the thing and say, I book I like to book flights on American Airlines or Alaska Airlines and I like aisle seats and you know, this mm-hmm. is my, my my rewards number and like and all that stuff and then you can tell it I could tell it you know book me a flight to to LA on Wednesday and and I could tell it that and it would and it would do that I still wouldn't trust it or like mm-hmm. or 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 even if I trusted it I would still want to see what it's doing like I I I like the process of going like I'll use Google flights so that I can compare different flights but I like to go in and be like okay what if I go a day earlier or a day later how does that change the prices you know what are the different times that are available what is the layover situation like there's all these things that like I at least for traveling I like to have full control over what I'm doing and I like to have full knowledge over like what my plans are I I personally wouldn't want an AI to do that for me, even if it knew me very well and, 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 and I could theoretically trust it, I would still want to do it myself. I have a theory. This is all giving me a, a like, cause you're absolutely right. Like I want to do it myself. I, I want to look and compare flights. Like why, why would I want to do everything completely differently from the way that I'm doing it now? And that is what led me to my theory. Okay. The theory is this. I think a lot of companies think that in order to revolutionize, you have to be like, our way of doing something is bad. Do it a different way. That's what did eventually happen with the iPhone, right? We were all like using keypads with, you know, emoticons and the, uh, I'm, for, I'm blanking on the type of typing. T9. What was that called? T9, yeah. So we're, for, there was a time where everyone was T9 typing. They were like, oh, how many minutes do you have on your phone plan? Oh, let me let me uh, go dial a phone number and call someone. Like, obviously things are completely different from that now. But never at any point did the iPhone come along and say, what you're doing now is bad. We're throwing it out and you're going to do everything completely differently. They never did that. Even in the most transformative part of the iPhone, going from buttons to no buttons was just, hey, look, you don't need a keyboard because your keyboard can't change. A virtual keyboard can change and adapt. You weren't 
throwing away the keyboard. You weren't saying like, hey, you can't type anymore. Yeah, yeah. You were saying, hey, you can still do the stuff that you do. You can still check an email, dial a phone number, search the internet, and listen to music. You can do things that you're already doing, but we're doing them better and together. And it, again, it was not the first. Someone in the chat pointed out LG had touchscreen before Apple did, but Apple did it in a way that made it stick. I don't see the Rabbit R1 and the Humane AI pin doing this because they're trying to say, throw away what you're doing and do it another way. People aren't willing to make those big moves, even in a smaller way, like uh, convertible tablet computers. Remember in like 2014 when the iPad was going crazy and Windows was like, we're going to make our whole Windows be like, it's a tablet, but it's also a desktop. And it's like, you can take it off of the keyboard and use it on your own. It's like this whole crazy thing. And people are like, I don't, I don't really want that. That doesn't seem that useful because why? The iPad was like, hey, you have a Kindle to read books and an iPhone to play games and a computer to search up the internet. What if all in the same thing? Vision Pro is the same way, basically. It's like, hey, what if you could watch movies and, you know, just look around at stuff in Windows and, you know, you're not ask, you're not being asked to throw away the things that you do. You're just being shown a different way to do them. And I think that's what sets Apple apart. I definitely agree with that. Like, these new products you know, rabbit, humane, whatever. Some people love them. And like, some people think that's like, you know, it's a great idea. It's the future, you know, whatever. And, and, and I think it's, it's more polarizing because they are change like they're throwing out, you know, the things that, you know, like you said, so it's not, you know, it's, it, it's very different from what you know. And some people are like, yeah, we need a change. It's time for something new. This is awesome. And a lot of people, some people are like, you know what we have works fine whatever and i think i think what will be interesting to see is um like i guess so in the past couple of years the like ai generative ai llms large language models like lots of things have been chat gpt has become so prevalent that i almost wonder if you took like a kid like a gen alpha kid Uh, 12-year-old kid, and you gave them, they're like, here's an iPhone with a bunch of apps on it, and here's a rabbit that you, that you just talked to. If you gave it to like a, like, like a kid or someone who's relatively new to technology, which one do you think they would like? Would they be more Mm -hmm. likely than we are to go for something like the rabbit? Maybe like we want to have control and like know what the thing is doing and we want to plan stuff, whatever maybe the next generation doesn't care as much. They're like, I want to tell my computer to do it and it's going to do it. Maybe they're used to things working this way more than we are and that's what they come to expect. Maybe it's a paradigm shift. It it, hmm. it could be. I don't know. I will say though, I think the difference is you can't do it all at once. I think that's the crux of why the humane pin doesn't work is maybe yes maybe eventually we'll be like can you believe that we had to program computers can you believe that we had to like manually type stuff into google like now you just say it out loud and a voice comes from your own brain with the chip that elon put in there like 
Maybe that will happen one day, but it is very unlikely, I think, that you can just overnight flip a switch and be like, that's the future, that's what we're going to do now. Because, like, I just don't really see people giving up their smartphone. That's what it comes down to. The, the, the rabbit and the humane pin are alternatives. But let's be perfectly clear. No one, no one is going to be like, oh, this is incredible. I'm selling my iPhone 15 Pro Max. I'm going to have a humane AI pin and that's it. That's just not going to happen. It is, it, I, anyone who says that that is going to happen is delusional. So these devices are by definition secondary. You cannot get people to just throw away their phone that has been pretty much the same in its general form for now 17 years. The iPhone did get people to change their phone in a massive way, right? You look at a phone from 2004 and you look at an iPhone from 2009, it's a five-year difference, totally, completely different devices with different capabilities. But it didn't happen right away and nobody asked you to throw away the things that you were doing and do them a completely different way. So in my mind, even if a kid would like to use a rabbit, that one single device does not have the ability to completely shift the narrative. I agree with that. But I just, I just wonder. So we started this conversation by talking about how, um, you know, first, first generation early adopter problems, and 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 how you know right. all of the Apple products, for example, have had early adopter problems, and the Vision Pro is shaping up to have those too. And that's just how things are. And of course, the Humane AI pin and the Rabbit R1 and whatever are gonna have early adopter problems. But I wonder in the future like like we were talking about like are these fundamental issues uh or or are they early adopter you know first generation problems and and i still think that that's kind of an open question for something like i'll be honest with you for me i can't imagine i think anything that is primarily voice controlled is off the table for me because i Hmm. just don't like the idea of speaking out loud if i'm like in public or around other people for me, like I never, I don't use Siri. I pretty much never use Siri because the idea of like talking into my phone uh, when yeah. I'm like around other people is like is not. I don't want to bother other people. I don't. They don't need to hear what I'm talking about. Whatever. So for that reason alone, it's kind of off the table. But and so maybe maybe in that case, it is it is you know too far removed. But I wonder if you know maybe these things will converge a little bit closer to the stuff that we have today. But like. Will they eventually find their footing, even if it's maybe a secondary product or eventually as a primary, like, you know, phone replacement or whatever? Will they ever get there or or, or will they not? It's, that's it's true. hard to say. No, and, and I think you're right. And that's a good point is these products might not like Humane AI pin, RabbitR1, absolutely not going to replace your phone, but might there their intentions become integrated, I think that's much more likely. I don't know if those companies are going to be able to do it, 
But I could definitely see a day where we're like, hey, well, why don't, why, like, Siri could do all of those things, I guess is my point. I think the difference is when you have an entire product based around it, that makes it more challenging. And like, you know, all of the stuff that, that Humane said, all of the stuff that Rabbit had, theoretically, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily going to be the case, you could make Siri or a virtual assistant that lives on your phone and doesn't require you to sacrifice anything that you already do in your life. You could make an assistant do those things. Like, I I don't see why I would need to buy a, a dedicated device that clips onto my shirt to tell me how many calories, how, how many uh, grams of protein are in some almonds. I could, however, imagine asking Siri and just saying, you know, use the camera. How many calories are in this? Boom. Yeah, so, so it seems like a weak way to start out a product if it could be just done elsewhere. You know what I mean? That's fair enough. I just wonder... So, like, we won't talk about this today because we're out of time, but, like, iOS 18 is shaping up to be a very big update, and there's going to be supposedly some big AI and Siri improvements. Let's say that that happens, and Siri becomes actually usable and, like, worth, you know, worth actually using. And does that shift the needle where, like, if Siri is actually usable and more people start using Siri, then more people are in the mindset of talking to an assistant and then it makes those other things seem a little bit less strange a little bit less out there and 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 things continue and and maybe we end up at a convergence that's somewhere in between these dedicated things and a phone but i wonder if maybe the needle will start to shift i'm not saying i want it to i'm not saying i you know love the these you know new products because i have no intention to buy them but like Mm -hmm. you know maybe it could be a sign of things to come Maybe not. Yeah, I think that's a great way to end it. Maybe, but maybe not. Yeah, we never, we never know. We say that we give sage technology advice, but at the end of the day, you know, it could be, couldn't be. Who, who, who knows? Yeah, who's to say? Fifty-fifty chance. That's what yeah. we'll, that's what we'll go with. But anyway, next week, dude. Next week we're gonna be. I think we should have Vision Pro on during the podcast that would be hilarious that would be pretty cool i think we have to do that i like it all right you know what sorry my gears are turning right now that's what we're gonna do we're gonna be in person too yeah dude next week is gonna be a banger you guys better tune in except for that one guy who said i never listened to this podcast sam and john are better also if you never watch it, why are you here? You just told on yourself, idiot. Ha ha ha. Silly chicken. Also, that's a cat. That's not even a chicken. Unbelievable. Yeah, so anyone, everyone other than that person, tune in next week because we will have Vision Pro. We will have used Vision Pro and we will certainly have a lot to say about it. Absolutely. But for now, all we have to say is thank you for watching. I've been your host, Luke Miani. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. Have a great night.